This is The Playbook. Happy Friday. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, you know, my takeaway for the week uh, as we let everybody warm up and think about theirs um, is the misuse of time. Um, and, you know, I separate things from ease to dis-ease and identifying what puts us at dis-ease, which is either the fear of the past or fear of the future. And then how are we uh, applying a certain ego-based consciousness to accelerate us uh, as well into that separation? And so uh, to that end, uh, I have, with the misuse of time, a, a new nuance, a takeaway uh, that's so interesting to me, and that's traction and distraction. Uh, and I see so many people uh, that are in distraction and they're blaming technology, they're blaming TV, they're blaming whatever else they want to blame of why they're distracted from the tra trajectory uh, or outcomes or better that they're looking for. And so my uh, takeaway of the week is to understand the proper use of time to not only keep us at ease, to identify what interferes with our ease, but also to identify, which is most practically the same exact thing, the distinction between traction and distraction. Uh, are you on the traction towards what you think you want or are you being distracted from it? And in order to reconcile the dependent variable of time, we really have to look at uh, the misuse of where we're spending our time in ego-based consciousness and fear, separation, uh, and, you know, in the construct of understanding this is a unified abundant infinite system of thought uh, that allows us to accelerate aggregate and compound so uh, utilize time with the activities you have planned you don't have planned sleep activities you get paid for you don't get paid for but maybe instead of dis-ease and ease maybe it's more comfortable for you uh, to think of things as traction or distraction uh, anyway jake that's my takeaway and i'd love for others to share theirs here today uh, with us on the Breakfast of Champions. Jake, go ahead. Why don't you tell me where you want me to go and, and what and who I'm supposed to answer to or for or through. <laughs> okay, let's do it, Dave. Thank you for sharing your takeaway of the week. Let's bring up, it looks like Annette joins. Annette with the CBC, Annette Conway. Do you want to share your takeaway of the week? Do you want to unmute yourself? Let's go to uh, let's go to Gigi then. Gigi, what's your takeaway of the week? Hi, uh, my takeaway is uh, you learn the lessons and you forget them, uh, which is I think is a bigger fun. And now I repeat what I learn all the time because you know uh, Dave talks uh, about the same things often, and some people are like, oh, why is he saying this ten times? Because we always forget them. <laughs> That's my biggest takeaway for the week. Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of people that create content and speak a lot or have shows, uh, one of their greatest fears is that they repeat the same thing again and again. Um, but the funny thing is, and I know this just because of the repetition and consistency within my own organization in which I talk about the values, the daily practices, or the execution model, which I think are three components that are necessary in order to formulate a successful business. Um, that repetition, it's amazing. There's different layers. And if you want uh, those values, the practices or execution model uh, 
in what you're teaching to reveal itself and to have revelations and even salvation within the context of your business, you have to be repetitive uh, because there's different layers to what you're saying. And uh, I think it's a form of resistance for those people uh, that tell me, oh yeah, I get it. When I hear someone said, yeah, 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 you know, I get it. Uh, I find, you know, a, a lot of doubt in that because I don't get it and I'm teaching it. Uh, I know there's multiple layers and understanding and awareness. And the more I pay attention and give intention to a subject matter, the more it will tell me all its secrets. Uh, and so uh, those people that, you know, think in or, you know, don't understand uh, will immediately say they do. And uh, what a great takeaway. Uh, I believe, and maybe I'm right or maybe I'm wrong, uh, that it is the consistent, persistent pursuit of that understanding, awareness, or potential that allows us to learn all the secrets. And it's the secrets that make the difference, uh, that make things simple. Uh, but remember, like you said, the simple things to do are simple not to do. Every lesson that we learn, one of the lessons of lessons is that you will forget every lesson, but you have the ability to access it. And so we want to make it very accessible to others. Uh, thanks, Gigi. Uh, really appreciate everyone. Uh, let's go ahead. I know they were having some trouble on Breakfast of Champions. So uh, people finding it, let's invite people into uh, the space as well. Jake, why don't you tell me who's up next for their takeaway of the week? share the room on twitter facebook text messages you can copy the link and then of course you can share it here on clubhouse so let's take a second share the room and also then also while we're at it let's follow the people next to you follow the people on stage who really are creating the best community here on the breakfast with champions so Dave, if you want to take a takeaway online and then when you're back we will take a uh takeaway here on clubhouse I love it. So this one says, my biggest takeaway, oops, I just moved my hand. My biggest takeaway is that you have to shift your identity to get to a different result because you can never overachieve your self-imagery. Um, yeah, you can't also solve the same, you, can, you cannot solve a problem or resistance or interference in the same consciousness in which it was created. Uh, which is Einstein, by the way, and under the same context, um, in order to overachieve, we need to uh, overbelieve. And what I say by that is that, you know, have this, and there's so many books, books written about, you know, one more plus one, you know, expanding, whatever it may be, but in its simplest form, you could never overachieve your own self-imagery. So, uh, your own self-imagery not only includes the way that you think about yourself, but the way you think about others as well and other things as well. And so if we want a different result, we have to shift our identity and that identity is created by our self-imagery. And, uh, you know, there was an interesting story this morning on my show uh, about, you know, a change a complete change of identity and a collective consciousness. Uh, there was a city town hall and everybody was talking about why they couldn't do this, what they couldn't do this. And uh, the mayor stood up and gave a big timeout and he said, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's just take 10 minutes to think about why we can do it, not why we can't do it. Um, and 
shifting everyone's self-imagery and shifting the collective consciousness not only created unbelievable ease in being able to effectuate the solution, but the energy immediately shifted in the room. It was amazing how you could feel a difference shifting the identity, not just of the individual's consciousness of what we can do, not what we can't do, but even more importantly, of paying attention and giving intention to the solution, not the problem. Remember, there is inherent within every problem, the solution, and it's forgiveness that gives the revelation or the revealing of the solution uh, of the miracle that exists within every challenge, struggle, setback, failure, or mistake. Uh, and so it's really important uh, that we understand how to shift not only our identity by creating the highest self-imagery that we can create, but also empowering others to do the same, reminding, remembering, and recollecting with them that we all are part and parcel of this unified, abundant uh, system of thought. Uh, and if we all pay attention and give intention to the correct self-imagery within the context of that system of thought, that we will be at ease and on traction uh, to what we want or better. Uh, I love that perspective. And it is also an illustration of how important it is to utilize gratitude, to find the light, the love and the lessons, and to utilize forgiveness in order to reveal uh, the miracle within the problem, uh, because they are simultaneously uh, identified together. And most people separate those uh, as well. So uh, Jake, let's continue to uh, invite people in. Let's continue to learn. All of us are exposed to so much during a week. Uh, it's always great to see their biggest takeaways. Just as a reminder too, that we want to make sure that uh, we write down or reposit, remember, access anything that resonates with us. You can't write everything down. You can't remember, recollect everything you're taught during the week. But if you just make a habit of collecting those things that resonate with you, creating a system to access those things, and then sharing them, uh, we can create so much more aggregation, acceleration, uh, and compounding of traction towards what we think we want. Uh, very good. Jake, who's up next? Perfect. Let's bring up Edward Pizzo here on Clubhouse. Welcome, Edward, if you can unmute yourself. Hey, David, how are you doing? Your team, I thank you, everybody. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to be learning from you, David. I really appreciate everything you do. Uh, thank one you. of my big takeaways is uh, some of the mistakes I make. You know, I, sometimes I sit there and I research things to death to no end, thinking that I'm doing some real good with uh, trying to be more informed. And sometimes it actually backfires. And so sometimes you just got to take things for what they are moving forward. And as things change daily, you might not know all the information and stuff. So, you know, making mistakes is kind of uh, how we learn. And that's one of the biggest takeaways is uh, just try and go with the flow sometimes. <laughs> I love it. And uh, understanding the difference between the flow and the flu, right? Flu is creating dis-ease. And sometimes uh, when we pay attention and give intention to do, say, think, believe, and feel in an interfering way, we don't allow uh, the flow or we don't allow the answers uh, to come to us uh, in a reasonable way at the right place at the perfect time. 
not to say we shouldn't be more interested than interesting where I see the disconnect with uh, people when in good intentions are trying to uh, figure things out. There comes a point where the intuition, the logic and the reasons uh, are not reconciled that, you know, we are ignorant and humble in our pursuit of the information of the answers and the ignorant humility comes from uh, utilizing the surrender experiment or utilizing our free will to clear the judgments and conditions and separations so that we can trust with faith and hope uh, that everything uh, will happen at the right place at the perfect time. Better options exist. Um, and one of the ignorant arrogances that exists is that we actually know what we don't know. And if we do enough research, somehow uh, we're going to know what we don't know. Um, I believe there is a a certain amount of information that you need and the amount of information that we need is to one identify the clues and at least be aware of a pattern um, if we can identify by being more interested than interesting doing research doing due diligence in good intentions and get enough clues to create a pattern that is resonating with us as intuitive in nature then we can make a choice and with that new takeaway or perspective that, you know, pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes are indicators that we have a lesson to learn. Uh, and once we learn the lesson, uh, there'll be more pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes and more lessons to learn. Uh, and so if we are looking for perfection, if we're looking for uh, the right answers, there isn't, there's multiple right answers. And in order to effectuate a statistical success, Let's utilize that attention and intention, that good intention of learning more uh, to facilitate, you know, that idea of, okay, I've done enough to learn and have clues. I now see a pattern and what resonates with me is this choice. And I will raise my awareness to the next pain, setback, failure, and mistake to accelerate me to a better place, a better position, but detach my emotions from an arrogance that I know what I don't know. I'm just good at moving forward and aggregating, accelerating, and compounding my traction or my uh, trajectory towards what I want or better. But I think there is a misuse of time of seeking the truth uh, and never getting to it. Uh, and so instead of, you know, the progress, not perfection motto, uh, it's constantly trying to find a truth that doesn't exist. Um, and so we want to use enough of our time, attention, and intention to see the clues, the patterns, and make the correct choices. Uh, so thank you, Ed, and I appreciate the humility and vulnerability of what all of us experience um, and continue to learn. Life is about lessons. The lessons will keep on coming until you learn them. Pain is an indicator, setbacks, failures, and mistakes that you have a lesson to learn. The more you learn, the more you try, the more fun you have, I promise you, the faster you will progress. Thank you very much, Jake. Why don't we reset the room? We're always having fun here on Fridays. Been doing this for over 23 years, uh, utilizing so many different platforms to do it. So thank you, Jake. Go ahead, reset the room. Perfect. Thank you, David. Thank you, Ed, for sharing your takeaway of the week and everyone for sharing your takeaways of the week. Quickly resetting the room here. Welcome, everybody. It is 7.17 a.m. Pacific time. This is David Melter, 7 a.m. Pacific time hour. Welcome, everybody. Dave's been doing training, free Friday training, for over 23 years. 
and the topics are always changing and evolving. And this week's topic is your biggest takeaway. So your biggest takeaway of the week, feel free to raise your hand here on Clubhouse or back channel me and we will aim to bring you up. Let's also take a minute here to invite and share the room. You can do that at the bottom. There is a little arrow with a square. If you push that, you can share the room on Twitter, Facebook, text messages, and then of course here on Clubhouse. So let's continue to share and bring this room to as many people as possible. So Dave, as more people raise their hand to ask their takeaways of the week, we'll bring on Mel when you're back. But I think for now, if you want to take a takeaway online, and then we'll bring, we'll bring Mel on here on Clubhouse when you're back. Yeah, there's uh, so many here. Uh, takeaway to overachieve, you need to overbelieve. <laughs> and uh, I think that is... Uh, really an interesting takeaway because I, I agree, but what does that mean uh, to over believe? And I think understanding intention uh, is understanding uh, the over belief that we can have. Um, there's a combination that creates belief and that combination uh, is inherent within how we define intention and intention is defined as what we do towards or interaction of in the trajectory of what we think we want. So if we look at today, are we doing in that trajectory? Are we saying in that trajectory? Are we thinking in that trajectory? And the aggregate effect of the consistent, persistent doing, saying, and thinking equals belief, which we can quantify as and with time. Uh, how much time are we spending today in traction or in distraction? How much time are we spending in belief or in fear. And if we can reduce the amount of time that we spend in fear and spend more time in belief, we will be more inspired in spirit. We will feel emotionally aligned, which will give us confidence, which will create consequences, coincidences, karma, uh, will create charisma. All the powerful C's are created through the overbelief uh, that you said. And when we do say, think, believe, and feel, then we achieve more. Why? Because that is the energy, uh, the three characteristics of energy, aggregation, compounding, and acceleration uh, that we're utilizing uh, for achievement. And what happens is if we're consistent and persistent in the thinking, saying, doing, believing, and feeling, then we are going to aggregate, compound, and accelerate towards what we think we want or better, but utilizing today uh, with the man-made construct of time effectively with all the activities to provide productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in that journey. So I love the takeaway to uh, utilize our mindset, heart set, and hand set uh, to overachieve and understanding what it means to overbelieve. Uh, great takeaways, certainly uh, learning a lot. And I'm really proud of our community of the takeaways uh, that are resonating with them, but their ability uh, to capture them and to move forward from there. Uh, all right, Jake, who's up next? All right, let's bring up Mighty Mel here on Clubhouse. Mighty Mel, if you can unmute yourself and share your takeaway of the week, welcome. Thank you so much. And I'm a little, um, um, Jake working so hard to get all these things run. I'm like, so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love David. Um, so I'm a stroke survivor, so my English is a little bit wonky, and I love what David says about ease and like the 
humor that he does with the English of it and the lesson of it so awesome. Um, my takeaway this week is me stopping trying to catch up. <laughs> um, my, uh, you always talk about identity and becoming who you are. And I'm disabled. And for me, disabled means that I just need tools to catch to like get the work done. And for me, I think of humans, we're human, we build tools because we have those, um, you know those things on your hand, the, the rub, the, the, on the side of your hand, what is that called? Thumb? Yeah. Is that the name? <laughs> <laughs> because we have thumbs, like um, we can use tools. So as disabled, it just means I have tools. And I keep trying to catch up with these groups and classes, and I'm getting me more behind trying to do the same stuff. And then remembering, I'm like, oh, stop trying to catch up. Just stay where we are until I get it done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I will tell you that this is a common issue in understanding abundance. Um, so many people have so many options, opportunities, touches of favor in their life uh, that they have a difficult time prioritizing because there's too much. And so all they see is what's not getting done instead of wholly focusing in on what am I doing now in the trajectory of what I think I want, what's important to me so I know what to do now and know what to do next. If all we take away <clears throat> from this takeaway is the importance of how uh, important it is to know that we're not going to get everything done and that the way that we get the most done uh, in the trajectory or traction where we want to be is to know what to do now and know what to do next and know how to reprioritize when things or activities that aren't planned come about. And so uh, this prioritization requires us to know what's important to us today, keeping an open mind, open heart, open hands that it may change tomorrow because uh, the stock market, market may crash or COVID may uh, rear its ugly head or whatever else may happen. But as long as today, I know what's important to me personally, experientially giving and receiving in the traction or the trajectory of where I want to be then I will get the most done. I'll be the most productive. I'll provide the most value. I'll be the most accessible person I can be, meaning I'm accessible to more people to help them and access help receive from people who want to help me, people who sit in a situation that I want to be in and also be gracious. I will be able to find the light, the love and the lessons and all the activities during my day. But in order to do so, in order to prioritize, in order to feel as if I'm never catching up, I'm just moving forward towards what I think I want. I have to feel comfortable that abundance, that there's more than enough to do. There's more than enough of everything for everyone, but there's more than enough options, opportunities, touches of favor. And so when I feel overwhelmed or feel as if I have to catch up, I'm actually creating resistance. I'm creating more void shortages and obstacles. I'm creating something that's missing instead of focusing in on what it is that's important to me today in the trajectory or traction of what I think I want in the future. And so um, I'd love to send you, I have five daily practices that I'd love to send you that allow you to look every day, what is it I want? Who can I help? Who can help me? 
how best to get that done with the activities planned, unplanned, and sleep, activities I have get paid for and don't get paid for, whatever it is, understanding that the misuse of time is through procrastination or feeling overwhelmed or trying to catch up. And the proper use of time is not to be distracted, but to be tracted in traction of or trajectory of what we think we want, which is my takeaway. And so um, if anyone out there um, would like that, just email me, david at dmelcher.com. I'd be happy uh, to give you those lessons, the five daily practices in order which to effectuate uh, this understanding of knowing what to do now and knowing what to do next. Imagine if you went through your day, always knowing what to do now and knowing what to do next, that would give you the most productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in your life. I promise you, you would make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun each and every day. So uh, thank you for that great takeaway. I love it. Jake, who's up next? Why don't you reset the room? We're almost halfway uh, here. So go ahead and uh, why don't you reset the room? Perfect. Well, dude, thank you for sharing Mighty Mel. And as Dave mentioned, if anyone would like uh, David's free trainings or guides or even a book, they will pay for ship shipping as well. Just email him. His email is david at dmelzer.com. David at dmelzer.com. Quickly resharing uh, and resetting the room here. We are in the Breakfast with Champions. Today's topic that Dave's been doing free Friday training for for over 23 years is your takeaway of the week. So if anyone has a takeaway of the week that they'd like to share here on Clubhouse, just feel free to raise your hand or back channel me and we will aim to bring you up. So Dave, I'll pass it back over to you if you want to take a question online and then we'll come back here on Clubhouse to take a takeaway of the week. Yeah, I know there's takeaways online as well. So keep on going no matter how big is the setback. You have the power to change. And uh, that's from Val. Val, I appreciate that uh, because I think people don't understand how change uh, is related to uh, the setbacks. Now, I always say there is no big or small, you know, there's no big or small problems. There's no big or small setbacks. Uh, even for me, I know uh, people will say, you know, I, I lost everything, but it, you know, it wasn't as bad or as big as your loss because I lost over $100 million in 2008 and went bankrupt. And I said, you know, bankruptcy has no size. It only has zero. That means you lost everything. And uh, when you lose everything, it feels the same, no matter how much you lost. I promise you, it feels the exact same. Uh, and it's the power that you have to learn or find the light, the love and the lessons to give meaning to any of the setbacks of the past, the defining moments we call them or mistakes, failures, void shortages, obstacles, relativity of historical events in our past. Uh, and it's the meaning that we give it. And if we ask ourselves, how is the meaning of this setback aligned with the traction or trajectory of where I wanna be? And therefore, what have I learned? And therefore, how have I readjusted the activities today to help me improve upon the traction or trajectory I wanna be on? And this mindset, this hard set, this handset of keep on going no matter how big the setback may be, because it's not that we have the power necessarily to change. We have the power to learn. We have the power to do our best, learn lessons, and have fun no matter what. If we give the meaning to the past, 
align it with not only the activities of today and prioritize what's important to do now and next, but to align it with attraction or trajectory of what, where we think we want to be in the future. And when we do this in a consistent, persistent manner, we will aggregate, compound, and accelerate our pursuit of our potential. Not what other people want, not the judgments that they put on us, not the conditions, not the separation, not the ego-based consciousnesses of the need to be separate, inferior, or superior, but simply learning as fast as we can with the lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. And so, yes, there are setbacks every day. We all, on average, get punched in the face about eight times a day. It's how quickly, what minutes and moments you spend in distraction or disease. And uh, I love how all of these takeaways uh, are reconciling into those revelations as well. Uh, Jake, do you have someone that wants to come live and give us a, a, a takeaway? Yes, let's see Khalil. Khalil, do you want to unmute yourself and share your takeaway of the week? Welcome, Khalil. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Khalil here. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thanks, Dave. And thanks, Jake. Dave, I want to tell you, you changed my life again every time I tell you this and I say this with tears in my eyes because tears of joy. Um, well, it's uh, when these holidays, basically, Easter, Passover, and Ramadan going on. So happy Easter, Ramadan, and uh, Passover to everybody here. Uh, which is very spiritual journey here. Uh, my takeaway of the week is trust the process, the process that you get going. So no matter what it is and how hard it gets, just keep on rolling, keep on going. And that's what I learned from you every day. And every time I jump in here and I hear you, I hear your podcast, I hear what you say, and you have no idea how much I'm grateful I am. So whatever, no matter how hard it gets, Keep on going. Trust the process. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Clint. I appreciate the acknowledgement. Um, but more importantly, I appreciate you, the share of what it takes and, you know, understanding hope and faith uh, are required to trust, especially the process. Um, I think fundamentally, regardless of your religion, and you mentioned all the great holidays that are here uh, over the next weeks uh, with uh, what we believe religiously uh, or spiritually or philosophically or theoretically. And regardless of what we believe, the highest percentage of people on earth believe the same thing, which is there's something bigger than them. But the component that they don't understand within that belief that there's something bigger than them an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source, a unified source, an abundant source, an infinite source that incorporates our actions, words, thoughts, beliefs, and feelings, is that that entity, whatever it may be, in your religion, in your spirituality, in your philosophy, in your theories, in order to incorporate the trust or faith or hope that allows us to keep on going is one simple missing component that a lot of people don't think about, do, say, or feel, or believe, which I think is a requirement to trust, 
to have hope, to have faith. And that's that not only is there something bigger than us in all these religions, philosophies, theories, and spirituality, but that which is bigger than us loves us more than our moms. That we are part and parcel to that omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source, but there's a unified system of love that protects and promotes us, that allows us to trust the process, to have faith in the process, to have hope in the process, to have productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in the process. And so if we can incorporate the belief, as most of us already have, that there's something bigger than us with the love that is inherent in that omniscient, all-powerful, infinite, abundant system of doing, saying, thinking, believing, and feeling, then we will be at ease more of the time. We will be in traction in a trajectory of where we want to be more of the time. And most importantly, it won't even be a question of quitting because we already are. We're just getting better at clearing the dis-ease, the interference, the distraction from what we think we want. And when we can incorporate the fundamental principles of the religions we're taught, the theories we're taught, the philosophies we're taught, and the spirituality that we're taught, we can at its core realize how important it is to believe in something bigger than us and to incorporate the love that exists is inherent in that faith. Um, now, people will question that, which is terrific. And it brings away another takeaway that I had this week, which is I'm a person of best options um, because that's the only proof I have, right? What is the better option? And so I had a really interesting conversation with uh, Tom Bilyeu, who, you know, believes in one life and a bioanatomical, biochemical existence as humans. And, you know, we were questioning each other on, you know, what is it, you know, that makes you believe that and can you prove it? And, you know, neither of us can pr prove whether there's one life or a hundred million lives. He believes in one life. I believe in a hundred million lives or more. Um, and when it came down to why I believe that is I realized I had a revelation that I'm a best options person. If you give me a choice, do you want one life or do you want a hundred million lives? I'm going to take a hundred million. Now that everybody, that's not their best option but I'm going to choose my best option according to my what, my who, my how, and prioritize it accordingly, what's important to me. And so because my basis of life is about lessons, lessons keep on coming till they learn them. I love to learn, do my best and have fun. Of course, I would wanna have 100 million lives over one life. And so for me, the best option is not only to believe there's something bigger than me, but that that which is bigger than me, the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source loves me more than my mom because then it renders me in that position of trusting the process or being protected and promoted of ignorant humility that I don't know what I don't know, but through my positive traction, I will get something better. It's the best option approach. And that is how I see almost everything that I can't prove, which is most things because I live in ignorant arrogance, because I don't and can't and don't have human capability to let alone see infinite behaviors, but I can't see infinite progress. In fact, it's very difficult for me to be aware of progress by itself 
in itself. And so I think it's really important. And this is a great takeaway about trusting the process. We talk about it, but what does it actually mean? It means you believe in something bigger than you that loves you more than your mom and that you're a person who chooses the best option for you. And you put your best foot forward, you do your best, you learn lessons and have fun accordingly. What a great uh, perspective and a great share for everyone. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. Jake, we got tons of people, tons of places. You just tell me where to go. You're my leader today. I will follow you and your guidance in your uh, trajectory. Where do you want me to go, my friend? Yes, there are many places where to go. Let's go to online, Dave, if you want to. Uh, pick a platform. Back. All right, we'll pick a platform. Here we go. We'll come, we'll come back here. Perfect. <laughs> All right, this is from the famous Justin Pugh. My biggest takeaway of the week is that discomfort is a sign our belief system has been activated. Instead of focusing on what we did right versus wrong, focus in on what is working versus not working. To see it as unconditionally and without emotion or judgment. I love that. And a takeaway of why are we creating the separate feeling of right and wrong when we can have a coherent feeling of working versus not working or aligned or not aligned with the trajectory traction of where we want or think we wanna be. And so there in itself is much ease compared to the judgment and condition of this is working or not working, stop or start, compared to right versus right versus wrong is start and stop. When it's right versus wrong, it's laden with conditions, judgment, separation, inferiority, and superiority, where working or not working is within the context of moving forward and adjusting towards something bigger and better than we can even imagine. And it allows the utilization of emotion and the disregarding of judgment. It is the most efficient, effective, and statistically successful way to activate our activities and utilize our beliefs in order to effectuate uh, acceleration, aggregation, and compounding towards what we think we want in trajectory or traction, not dis-ease or distraction. Uh, once again, beautiful takeaway look at things as working or not working, not right or wrong. Let's try to make all of our systems of belief efficient and effective and statistically successful towards what we want. All right, Jake, reset the room. We got 20 minutes left. Uh, we can, we have tons of takeaways. So uh, if you don't have people that want to join us live, anyone from uh, our community uh, of people, uh, then I got tons uh, here. We, we have over 80,000 people that registered uh, for training on all these platforms. Um, so go ahead, Jake. What do we got? Reset the room. We are great resetting the room. Thank you, Dave. It is 7.41 a.m. Pacific time. We've got 19 minutes left on here. Today's uh, training and topic that Dave has been doing free Friday training for for over 23 years is your takeaway of the week. There's been some incredible takeaways so far. Let's continue to share the room here on Clubhouse and online. You can do that at the bottom. There's a square with an arrow. If you push that, 
You can share the room on Twitter, Facebook, text messages, and then, of course, here on Clubhouse. Let's continue to share, and we are looking forward to hearing more of your takeaways of the week. And then also, I do want to mention for anyone in Atlanta or Augusta next week at the Masters, uh, or will just be there as well, they will be hosting a barbecue uh, slash meetup next week on Wednesday, April 5th, and he would love to see everybody. So if you will be around the area, please email David. David's email is david at dmelzer.com, david at dmelzer.com. Just wanted to throw that in there. And with that in mind, let's continue with the takeaways of the week. Let's bring up uh, Dammy Rock. Dammy, if you can please unmute yourself and share your takeaway. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. Thank you, Jake. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, my takeaway of the week is about learning a new thing every day and how knowledge is power. And it's really interesting because what I thought at the beginning of the week is so different from what I think now. Um, And for example, I love to learn a new thing every day. And even, you know, both my boys come home from school and they teach me something, you know, something. And it's amazing. They're, They're six and eight. And, you know, who knew that pangolins are um, endangered and going extinct. But, um, you know, with all of this knowledge and there's so much information, the distraction part is, um, you know, is what has kind of re, you know, made me think about like knowledge is power, but really it's not just knowledge is power, it's the application of that knowledge that is the actual power because otherwise learning this new thing every day um, and then just having these thoughts don't am- amount to anything and so it's the the thought leading to the action and so yes I you know I love to learn new things and right now it's you know for me it's all about AI but what I realized with all of the new um, you know future tools and um, you know I'm dammy from tomorrow what I'm seeing is that you know we can really become um, so you know down the rabbit hole with utilizing all of these things and getting really into it and learning everything and the new curve and everything and um, and forget about the currency that is time and if we're not utilizing those new tools and everything that we're learning um, in the, the the curves that we have every single day then we're not really applying you know really applying anything which means that we're not actually really accumulating power so um, rather than knowledge is power um learning a new thing every day let's have knowledge um is power but it's the the application of that knowledge that equals the power so i'm dami rock um that's my takeaway and um i hope everyone has a wonderful uh weekend and um and uh april fools (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah we're gonna enjoy april fools tomorrow and i'm just glad we don't have this community on april fools we would never get through the day with all the jokesters that are involved in here but more importantly um that takeaway uh i deal with a lot and you know being someone who has worked in technology uh for so long web one in 1992 when you know people like justice scalia of the supreme court you know told me that nobody would ever do research on the internet uh and the doubts and separations uh of that rabbit hole of web one and 99% of the companies not even being in existence today from when web one starts, but web one playing such an integral role still today with us. Same thing when I ran Samsung's phone division in web two, uh, understanding uh, the uh, applications, the access and the hardware that was necessary in web two in order to effectuate uh, this efficiency productivity, accessibility, and gratitude even, but yet 99% of those companies aren't in existence. And 
a variety of ups and downs, oversold and undersold and, uh, you know, overbought and underbought uh, as far as the technologies go. And like I said, 99% of those companies don't exist today in Web 2 and Web 2 still plays the integral role. And now we're looking at Web 3 and an exponential power that exists in that rabbit hole. And aligned with your takeaway, I think it's simply stated uh, that technology and information is a great servant, but it shouldn't be your master. And when we make a mistake of making the information and technology our master, uh, we misuse our time. And understanding, as you stated, the asset or commodity of the activity and traction and trajectory that we can create with the aggregation, compounding, and acceleration of energy of our behaviors, of knowing what's important to us, I think simply put, aligned with your takeaway, is let's make information and technology our servant, a good servant, a good steward, and let's not make it our master. And too many people will fall down that rabbit hole and they'll make information and technology the master and they'll start realizing that 99% of the masters that exist out there won't be around in the future, but the servant will. And the web one servant is serving us, the web two servant is serving us, and the web three servant is serving us. And it will continue to serve us as we take the capabilities of the technology and the information and utilize it to serve us, not to be our master. And uh, this is a very important takeaway uh, that I've been dealing with for years, and it's never been more prevalent and a priority for me to make sure I learn how to utilize, for example, AI as my servant and make sure it never becomes my master. Uh, it's a great takeaway. We have so many of them here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for the applause. I didn't know you could do that, but that was super cool. Jake, was that you applauding me? It wasn't. I'm, I'm applauding on mute, but I can now applaud on uh, without mute. I didn't know you could do that either. That was me, David. Thank you for that. That was um, brought such clarity to what I was um, trying to articulate, so I appreciate it. And I just wanted to give you that applause right there because um, it sounded dope. Well, you must have mastered that servant right there because I want to learn how to do that because I love applauding people and brings another takeaway to mind that be a celebrant, not a celebrity. And thank you for the applause. I love it. <laughs> That's cool. Go ahead, Jake. Reset the room. Tell me where to go. We got all types of platform people just wanting to give their takeaways. Go ahead. Got it. And sending a virtual applause, not like that. We'll figure out how to do that. But yeah, uh, quickly reset the room. We've got 12 minutes left here on the free Friday training with David. Welcome, everybody. Uh, let's take a second here to continue to share the room. You can share the room on your favorite social media platform. So let's continue to share that. And then there is some time for some more takeaways of the week. So if you want to share your takeaway of the week, just feel free to back channel me or raise your hand. Uh, Dave, let's go back to you. And if you can take uh, some takeaways online, one or two, and then we'll come back here on Clubhouse to take a live takeaway. I love it. Uh, Kim says, when people cancel their appointments on me, I bless them or I pay for their happiness all to go on their own journeys. And I trust the universe will bring me triple order to replace it. Um, well, what's so important about this takeaway is this is the distinction between a zero sum game where when somebody cancels something on you, you lost. Uh, and going back to the foundational principles of something bigger than you and love more than 
uh, your mom and the protection and promotion that comes from it, this is an example of being protected and promoted. So when somebody cancels on you, uh, we do pray for their happiness and realize that we're being protected and promoted, that that appointment probably would have been a waste of time since it was obviously not a, even a priority. And if it was, it will be pre-presented uh, in its best light as well. And yes, the universe is a value add universe, not a zero sum game. And so therefore, the universe will bring you because you're protected and promoted from any cancellations, disappointments, or setbacks more than you thought you were going to get. So if you thought you were going to get one appointment, yes, there may be triple or quadruple. Don't limit yourself. As you know, we can never overachieve our own self-imagery. And yet the mindset, the mindset of knowing there's more than enough and a value add of more than enough in that distinction is at the key thread of this idea. And this is a very practical takeaway and example of being protected and promoted and having the right mindset, heart set and hand set when things don't happen that we think are or are planned to happen. And that's why there's activity you have planned and activity you don't have planned. And that's why in a value add world, we'll continue to get more value during the day, even when things don't happen as planned. Uh, what a great takeaway. Uh, we got nine minutes. I'm gonna take back to back over here, Jake. So uh, please line somebody up live as we'll finish up probably there. Uh, biggest takeaway from Ania is that when you generate the frequency of what you desire in your life with clarity and specificity, with action and decisiveness, you will achieve what you want or better, I say. I started my business within a week of trying with a business partner. Um, that's awesome. So, uh, you know, your frequency is your neighborhood. And I have another way to interpret this takeaway, which I love, and it's the mathematical equation of luck, karma, coincidence, or consequence uh, that is right in alignment with frequency. Remember, your frequency is your neighborhood. Your frequency, your vibration determines your awareness. Uh, everything already exists, right? We've talked about an infinite, abundant, unified system of thought. And then therefore, within that infinite, abundant, unified system of thought is everything and everyone, more than enough of everything and everyone. And then therefore, if we elevate the frequency by paying attention to, paying attention, focusing in on with clarity and specificity what we want, and then put our emotions, our energy in motion by doing everything in that trajectory or traction, saying everything in that trajectory or traction, thinking everything in that trajectory or, or traction, believing everything in the trajectory or traction, and feeling it emotionally. What we pay attention to plus what we give intention to equals the coincidences that are going to occur. The coinciding of the unified, abundant, infinite system of thought, elevating our frequency, knowing that our vibration is an indicator of what we're aware of because you cannot be aware of anything that vibrates higher than you. So if you elevate your awareness through attention and intention, you can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you. We then see the consequences, coincidences, the karma, the luck of our 
doing, saying, thinking, believing, and feeling of what we're focused in on. And that's why this business partner appeared with the clarity, specificity, action, and decisiveness of attention and intention to generate that higher vibration that raised your awareness of what already existed. In other words, you already were happy, healthy, wealthy, worthy, and now you were just clearing the interference, clearing the dis-ease, clearing the distractions from what it was that you wanted or better, as I added to uh, that takeaway. Uh, man, I could be, do this all day. I love it. Uh, if anybody wants to understand the mathematical equation or how the daily activities all fall in line, just email me. I have exercises on this. I will send my book. I will sign my book. I will pay for the book and shipping. I'm on a mission to empower people with these tools of mindset, heart set, and handset in order to aggregate, compound, and accelerate you in a trajectory, attraction towards what you think you want or better in a faithful context of abundance, of more than enough, of a value-add world. Speaking of value-add, Jake, you add so much value to my life. We got about five minutes, six minutes left here. Uh, do you have someone that wants to come up in person, a brave, courageous soul that wants to share their takeaway? I sure do. Let's bring up uh, Leslie. Leslie, actually, if you want to unmute yourself and share your takeaway of the week, welcome. Thank you. Um, I, my takeaway of the week is something that Dave says a lot, but that's don't be attached to the outcome. Um, and I think it's kind of what the previous speaker also said. Don't, because it's never going to turn out exactly the way that you think. And um, because we're not God, we don't know how it's going to turn out. So I think that's my biggest takeaway is don't be don't be attached to the outcome and be okay with however it does end up. And I yield the mic. I love it. Yeah, there's this great reconciliation of emotion. Emotion is energy in motion. And where are we putting our energy in motion? Attached to something uh, that does not move? Or are we putting our energy in motion in something that does move? Uh, and so I prefer to aim towards something as a point in the future or better with my emotions, my energy of what I do say, think, believe, and feel. And so one of the most difficult counterintuitive conflictual ideas is detachment from an outcome because people immediately say, oh, you don't have goals. You don't, you don't have ambition. No, I actually have an extreme amount of ambition that's focused emotionally on what I think they do believe and feel in the present towards what I think I want in the future. And so by doing my best learning lessons and having fun, by quote unquote, detaching my emotions from the outcome and attaching them to the present of what I want today, personally, experientially, giving and receiving, attaching it to who I can help and who can help me, attaching it to how best can I be productive, provide value with the activities I have planned, I don't have planned and my sleep, activities that I get paid for, that I don't get paid for, or any other way you want to classify or categorize or subcategorize activities, how accessible am I to the people 
who not only I can help, but can help me. And how much time am I spending distracted from gratitude, dis-ease of gratitude, or interfering with my gratitude, my ability to find the light, the love, and the lessons in it from the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that you call God, who loves me more than my mom loves me, but knows everything. So now I'm fully protected and promoted, not just semi-protected and promoted, like my mom uh, semi-protected and promoted me, knowing that she doesn't know everything or she doesn't know what she doesn't know as well. And if I can coordinate the what, the who, and the how, I will know what's important to me each day and attach my emotions today to what's important to me and detach my emotions to the outcome or then created trajectory of what I think I want or better. This is what enables me and makes it capable for me to be productive, accessible, and gracious by knowing this is what I'm doing now. And if things arise that are not in that trajectory, but are distracting or dis-ease or interfering with this potential, then I'm going to quickly re-engineer, reassess my priorities to know what to do next. And if I know my what and who and how and next, instead of searching or pursuing the attachment to an outcome, I'm applying my why to today to get an outcome bigger and better than the trajectory that I am on. So I have plenty of goals and milestones in my life. I just detach my emotions and put them where they are most effective, efficient, and statistically successful. Thank you, everyone, so much. Please email me, david at dmelcher.com. I will give you those lessons and my book, as I suggested. It's free. If it's free, it's we. Email me. No better place to be than here at the Breakfast of Champions with all of you. Be more interested than interesting. Be kind to your future self. Do good deeds. Let that be your takeaway for today. And Jake, can you go ahead and close out the room for me? Thank you, everyone. What a joy it is. I uh, will see you next week. Thank you so much. See you in Augusta. Just go ahead, email me, david at dmelzer.com.